0: Where do you see this going in the future? Because I see a lot of innocent people falling prey to the system that Amazon currently has with how they handle this situation.
1: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 710. And today, I am going to share with you a recent voicemail that came in And it was actually from a long-time listener, someone that I met in person at Seller's Summit, and he wanted me to address this. Now, what he is talking about is the risk for Amazon sellers. And there's something that he referred to in his message, which I will say it right here now, is he mentioned this, and I didn't think of it this way, but it was the red flag of death. And what he means by that is that little that little flag that appears up in the right hand corner of your web browser when you are in your seller's account and if you ever see that and if you've ever had any issues with a listing you're probably thinking oh boy is that the one is that that red flag of death of my product of my listing of my account and if you've been selling for any amount of time, you probably know what I'm talking about. And uh, I didn't look at it that way, but I do know what he means. And when he put it into like that, uh, you know, that little bit of a phrasing there, I was like, you know what? Yeah, uh, I I get it. And so what we're going to be talking about really is the risk for Amazon sellers, and is it real? And if it is real, what can we do to protect ourselves the best? the best way that we can or with the the amount of resources or the things that we can do that will allow us to do that. Now, I will be 100% honest with you. There's no really guarantees. There is none, right? Does that mean that I'm not going to use the platform? No, I'm going to totally use it. Why wouldn't we? It's like the number one platform for people buying products and it's going to continue to grow. So why would we do that? But we should not run from, you know, the... You know the idea that that can happen, you know, like that can happen. And I've seen it happen to other sellers. And, you know, we've had our own little bit of scares here and there. Um, but what I want to do is play this message from this gentleman because I met him at Seller Summit, and I'll let him kind of introduce himself and all of that stuff. and uh, and then from there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through, somewhat of a checklist of some things that we can do to make sure that, number one, we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves um, on Amazon and off of Amazon, and then this way here, we can at least start building out these assets and really playing by the rules. The one thing I will say is any time that you're thinking to yourself, this really could get me in trouble, but no one else is getting in trouble for it, I would avoid that. All right. I would avoid that because anytime that you think, well, everyone else is doing it. I can do it. Well, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get caught. Everyone else is speeding on the highway. It just happens that you got pulled over. Right. And I think we've all seen that or have had that happen. So just understand that we do not want to uh, just say, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. So I'll just jump in and do it, too unless you want to have the risk of seeing the red flag of death up in the right-hand corner of your uh, seller's account, all right? So we definitely don't want to do that, all right? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and play that message. We're going to go ahead and address these questions and concerns, and then I also wanted to say before we jump in, This is exactly why I created the event that we're going to be putting on here, and depending on when you're listening to this, in September 2019, called Brand Accelerator Live, because we are addressing a lot of these of these areas in your business, so this way here, we're not channel-dependent for traffic, for products, for sales, all of that stuff, right? So that's why I brought in top experts in all areas of brand building, and really how to make your brand future proof the best that we can but also understanding what others have done to allow them to feel a lot safer within their own business with competition with Amazon with even other places like eBay like if you're dependent on eBay we we don't want to be dependent on those so that's why again we created that event so little shameless plug here if you've not grabbed your ticket yet and depending on when you're listening to this if there's even tickets available head over to brandacceleratorlive.com If you haven't been there, go there, check out the details, see what we're going to be doing over there, but one thing I will tell you, we're going to be connecting with each other, but also building our brands, so this way here, we can have the best chance of succeeding on and off of Amazon, so I'd really love to see you there. That is what I'm trying to say. All right, so let's go ahead and let's listen to this this red flag of death uh, voicemail that I got, and then you can kind of hear the context of it. And then from there, I will go ahead and dig in and give you my thoughts, a little bit of a checklist as well. So this way here, you can see where uh, you have the opportunity to strengthen your business and your brand. All right, so let's go ahead and listen, and then I'll jump back in and we'll dig in. Hey,
0: Scott, Jim Schmitz here, and I am fresh off an amazing Seller Summit. I am the dude that shot the big buck while listening to Scott Bulkers. And uh, I uh, just wanted to thank you for uh, the great presentation you had at Seller Summit. It was awesome. All the speakers were great. And I tell you what, I just got, uh, I'm sitting here in my man cave after about a 14-hour travel fiasco. Um, Some overbookings and some delays and flight cancellations. And a long story short, I got home about 14 hours later than expected. Slept a few hours and went straight to work. And uh, I'll tell you what. What I did today is a few uh, Amazon optimizing changes that I learned at Seller Summit. And our sales are already up this afternoon. I am so excited. But one of the questions, Scott, that kept coming up over and over in the meetups, in the masterminds, in the networking, in the bars after uh, Seller Summit uh, events, was the Amazon TOSs and all the stories out there about sellers getting uh just knocked off their rockers for you know things that they really just weren't doing just hijackers people uh putting you know either bad reviews or good reviews um just trying to get them knocked down and sellers getting suspended and it was just the common thing that all the sellers seemed to kind of in the back of their mind um worry about and i thought it would be great if you know somebody like you could kind of give us sellers a little bit of dialogue on you know what are what are some of the things to not worry about you know they're just stories or worry about in fact you know hey this is happening And uh, this is what to do. And I'm not so much talking about the situations where, you know, sellers are just flat out ignoring TLSs. They need to be suspended. But there's a lot of honest sellers out there right now, I think, that are kind of falling victim to uh, other sellers and competition playing dirty. And, you know, it's one of those things that we're all – waking up in the morning and checking our our uh, seller Central account and looking at the flag and hoping we don't see the red flag of death. So I was wondering if you could just maybe chime a little light into, you know, some of the more common reasons people are getting suspended. And as a new seller and, you know, as kind of a somewhat seasoned seller, I've been in it three years. I still worry about it. You know, where do you see this going in the future? Because I see a lot of innocent people falling prey to the system that Amazon currently has with how they handle this situation. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. You're an amazing speaker. I really, really earned a lot of respect for you this week at Seller Summit. Seller Summit. And uh, thanks so much for being a part of it. And I wish you all the best.
1: All right. Well, let me first off say, Jim, thank you so much again for hanging out at my session at Sellers Summit, and yes, um, it was it was awesome. And uh, you know, you never know how your presentation or your, uh, you know, your teaching is going to resonate with certain audiences. And uh, I've been speaking there at seller summit. Now, this was my fourth year and you still never know. You you never know how it's going to be received. This one here got a really good, uh, you know, a a lot of good feedback. So I'm really, really happy about that. And I'm so glad that you got value, but I also love it that you, uh, you came up to me and told me the story about you and where you were listening and all of that stuff. And then from there you follow up with this voicemail. And I really appreciate you doing that. So here is the deal. And the one thing I want to highlight here of what you said, and I think other people will probably relate, is, you know, if you're just starting, you might have a little bit of fear as far as are your products going to sell or is your business going to succeed? And that's a that's a fear that we all have. I don't think that's ever really going to go away. But the other thing that you said was, you know, being a seasoned seller somewhat 3 years in, you still have these fears, just different fears, right? The fear isn't necessarily, you know, am I going to uh launch products and are they going to succeed? By now you've pretty much figured out that part of the of the equation and you have less fear when you do that because you've done it, and you've proven it to yourself. But the other fear that doesn't really go away and it's something that's out of your control is what are Amazon's terms of service? What are their rules? Does anybody really know? We think we do, and we try to you know, really abide by them, but that doesn't always mean that it's going to be, you know, or they're going to see it the way that we see it. A perfect example is Jim, uh, who I shared his voicemail, uh, one of my Inner Circle members, and uh, they actually reached out to them. I say they. Amazon reached out to, to him and his company because they do a lot of Merchant Fulfilled, and they said we want to we're going to do this new beta program we want you to be a part of it and he does and then because it's a new beta program for Amazon the shipments weren't being done on time and then he got flagged and then Amazon was threatening to shut down his account but they're the ones that suggested it so uh, it was just a whole mess but uh you know the thing is is you can do your best but what i will say is if you are doing anything that you think is uh, against terms of service, your chances just increased. Okay, and I know so many people still right now. I see it all the time. They have their you know like a guarantee badge on their their main image. That's against terms of service. People still do it. Well, um, I've been doing it for two years now. They're not gonna they're not gonna care. Everyone else is doing it, and that's what I hear. But what if you're the one that they handpick and then they shut down or suppress your listing? And you might be saying, well, they suppress it. I get it back up and running. I've done that before. And maybe, but maybe this is a time that it doesn't come back, right? Like, so you got to be careful. You got to be careful. So I always tell people, whatever the rules are, try to follow them to a T so that way there's no issues. And then other than that, whenever there is an issue, try to do your best to be relentless of getting it fixed, Right. Like uh, of just in trying to explain them, you know, we uh, recently had another one of our inner circle members, uh, Rich, who was flagged for uh, a certain product that needed additional testing because it was listed in a different category and he didn't actually put it in that category. It got placed there because that's where they thought it was. And then because of that, it needed special testing. And so then it took his listing down. And that listing was down for over 30 days, I believe, if I can recall, and it was a pain in the butt. Now, luckily, I say luckily, it still, it still wasn't good. Uh, it was a, a fairly newer product, okay? And because of that, You know, it wasn't so devastating to his business because, well, he had other products that were selling. Another reason to diversify, not just like, hey, I got to get off Amazon and do, you know, product sales outside of there, but diversifying on Amazon with multiple products to the same market. But he had to go through testing. He got the testing done, went back and forth. I mean, spent hours and hours on the phone and through email and all of that stuff. Finally, finally they said, okay, everything passed, but he had to get testing done. So he had to pay for that. He had to ship product there. Um, just a whole mess, right? But he did it and he's back up and running and you know, he's got a very successful business right now, but he still worries. We all do about that red flag of death as, uh, as Jim said, which is crazy. I I wouldn't have thought of it like that, but it does make sense. It, could be the death of that listing or that business. Uh, So you gotta be careful, okay? You gotta be careful, all right? So let's go ahead and dig in, all right? So what can we do? First off, follow the rules, right? Like that's like step one, that's basic common sense, follow the rules the best that you can. Okay, that's what you got to do and make sure that you're um, trademarked if you're not trademarked yet That will also give you another level of security in a sense Not always I know people that have been trademarked and they still have issues They don't you know, they have hijacker stuff and and they still have those problems. Okay, but that's number one Like and I think that's common sense like follow the rules if you're bending the rules or slightly bending the rules You are at risk. You're at a higher risk. All right, so that's common sense Okay, the other thing, and this one here encompasses a little bit more, is, and this is a question for you, is are you building a brand? Are you building a brand? Okay, and what does that mean? What does building a brand even mean? I hear you say that a lot, Scott, but what does it mean? Well, it means a few different things, but the one main thing is, and this is the way I look at it, is are you one product product? Or a one-product business, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Are you just selling a widget? Are you selling the fidget spinner? Are you selling the barbecue brush? Like, is that your business? Because that's not a brand, right? So, if you want to take a step further and say, okay, you know, Scott, I'm not doing the whole get external traffic, build out your content, uh, you know, be, you know, follow up with influencers to build your brand, have your own website. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that, but I still want it to feel more like a brand. Is there a way to do that? Well, the the next level to that would be add two to three more products to your product line that could serve the same market, all right? And speaking of market, that should be a given, right? If you're building a brand, you're targeting a market. All right. And I talk a lot about this, uh, you know, quite often is, you know, like you have to know the market. Like, who are you serving? Who's buying your product? Why are they buying the product? Right. Bass fishing. Well, we narrowed it down from fishing to bass fishing and we can go kayak bass fishing. We niche it down even further. You get where I'm going with that. Right. So what is your brand focus? Who are you serving? And then from there, are there multiple products that you could serve to that one customer? So that's like very, very basic. If you want to have even if it's just a product based brand, at least have three products. I still don't think that's a brand. Although it, you, someone could argue and say, well, it is because you're you know you're, you've got five products that are surrounding this market. Okay, fine, but it still resides on one channel. What business resides on one channel? I mean, really, seriously, right? Like bulletproof coffee. Like they have they have products that they sell on their own website. They do sell on Amazon. They do wholesale. They do other ways of selling their product, not just on that one channel, right? So, again, that's what I look at as a brand. You have external channels selling your products. Do you have an email list? Are you selling through email, right? Like all of those things. So I'm going to kind of run down here uh, or run down this list. So are you building a brand, okay? And, again, do you have more than one product to sell to that one customer that came in and bought the one product, okay? So that's like, you got to have that figured out, okay? Do you have external traffic, okay? Do you have any external traffic rate now, or is everything dependent on Amazon? Because if that's the case, yes, you are at risk, okay? Does that mean it's going to happen to you? Might not. Might not happen to you, right? But what if it's that one case that it is? You have nothing else to back you up. Okay, so do you have your external traffic? All right, and that could be Facebook. It could be a Facebook page that drives traffic. It could be Pinterest. It could be your website and blog traffic that you have. It could be your email list, which was my next question for you. Do you have an email list? Do you have any email list? Well, Scott, I've got customers that buy through Amazon, so that's kind of like an email list, right? No, it's not. That's a follow up to the sale that you can do through SalesBacker or you know. Uh, feedback genius any of those right you can use those but that's not an email list you don't control that all right if amazon shuts your account down do you have an email list that you can communicate with people and drive traffic over to your website or over to another channel maybe it's etsy that you want to that you want to now start listing your products and then you can drive traffic over there so do you have external traffic okay do you have an email list all right so that's what those are like basic Basic uh, questions and we can dive into each of those. Like where does the traffic come from? How how can we diversify our traffic? How can we diversify our email list building efforts? All of that, right? But really, you need to think about your business. Is it a brand or is it is it even a business? Like, is it just a one product? If you're if you're starting right now and you're listening to this and you're like, Scott, I don't have to worry about that right now because I'm I'm new. No, you do have to worry about this because this is where you lay the framework. You know, we talk about this thing called PACE, right? We're going to be diving into these four pillars. I've talked about them a lot here too, but I'm going to be diving deep into these and all the speakers at Brand Accelerator Live. That's what we're focusing on because they're so important, right? And the P stands for preparation, right? Preparing the foundation. So it's really preparation and foundation. That's what we've, that's kind of what we've coined that as preparation and foundation this is where everything starts if you if you don't have a strong foundation you haven't prepared properly if you haven't prepared the soil properly and if you haven't you know let the concrete you know set up and get hard before you start building on it it's going to crumble all right so we need to make sure that we that we do that all right and that also means that if we've done that work then that allows us to launch more products to the same customer. That's part of the preparation and foundation, all right? And then the A stands for attention, which goes into external traffic, right? And then from there, we can start to build the email list, which then leads me to the C, cultivation, email follow-up, or list-building follow-up, whether that's Messenger, whether it's an email list, whether it's a Facebook, uh, you know, maybe a Facebook page that you message with, or a YouTube channel that you have subscribers. However you can communicate, that's cultivation. That is where you build the relationship. You build the bond. You give value. You, you are starting to show up in front of your market, you know, on a regular basis, which is really, really important. All right. So all of that stuff. And then the E is for expansion. This is where you're able to got, kind of go back and double down on some of those other areas. It's also a part where maybe you're going to start to outsource some of the work. So you're not, you know, working in your business so much, you're working on your business. Right. And so there's a lot that goes into the expansion part, but one of the, the, uh, I guess the simplest way to expand is to go back and rinse and repeat on the things that you've already done. One of them is, well, to expand your business, probably add more products, right? To expand your business, you probably want to get more traffic. To expand your business, you probably want to grow your email list a little bit more. So this way here, you have more people that you can reach, right? So those are some things that you can do in that expansion phase. So there's pace in a nutshell, all right? I kind of just summed it up there in about five minutes, all right? So you need to think about that. Now, some other things that you could be doing is this. Are you finding other people in your market to build relationships with? That's part of brand building, by the way, right? The more connections and relationships you build will ultimately come back and feed your business and your brand. We're actually going through, a, uh, going through this right now in the brand that I'm, I'm partnered with, that we're working um, together on, and we are working on a partnership right now that will benefit both of us. Okay, so my partner has done a really good job with building external relationships, and we've had some really, really big growth uh, moments here in the business because of that, all right? So always think about the relationships you're building inside of your, of your marketplace so this way here you can tap into other people's audiences. You don't always have to go out there and be in competition with everyone. Why not see where you can collaborate, Right? Or maybe someone doesn't sell physical products, but they have a ton of reach, partner with them or build a relationship with them. Okay, And then the other thing is, and this is a big one, is are you creating customer success stories? Now, you might be saying, well, I sell a widget. I'm not really sure it's a success story. A success story could be like, hey, I got this new garlic press and I fell in love with it because it's so easy and I've went through five in the past year and this one here is the best, right? Get that on video or get someone to write in holding the garlic press saying that on or or about their experience. You publish that now and now that's third-party validation. It's kind of like a review, right? It's the same idea. You need to be also asking for those on a regular basis, that's part of brand building, all right, that's building relationships with your customers, all right, you might even want to message those people directly, people that that message you and say something like that, that's your opening to say, hey, can I jump on a call with you, or hey, would you shoot a quick video telling me what you just said, that's all you got to do. And then the more that you do that, you're creating these customer success stories or these third-party validation pieces that you can use as assets, all right? So those are just a handful of things that I would say, are you doing any of these in your business? And if the answer is no or yes, but I got to work on some, work on some. This here is ultimately what will help you, you know, get rid of a lot of the risk of is Amazon going to sell me, or is Amazon going to uh, take me down? Are they going to Are they going to ban me? Are they going to suppress my listing? Are they going to have a problem with something that I thought I was doing right, but they said I was doing wrong? This here will allow you to really feel a lot more secure because once you do this, a lot more doors open. And what I mean by that is, when you get more traffic coming in, you can diversify the revenue streams by running ad networks, or doing affiliate offers, or partnering with another person and then having an affiliate relationship with them. Right? There's you could have a sponsored post on your page because, or on your Facebook page because you got you have a large reach, or maybe it's a YouTube or a YouTube channel, or maybe it's an email list. There's things that can happen once you build out these assets, and you should be doing this on a regular basis. All right, so. Last little question here is actually a big question and I want you to think about it. Are you selling a widget or are you building a brand that serves a market, okay? Answer that question, right, to yourself and if your, if your answer was, well, I'm kind of just selling a product, so it's kind of like a widget, you need to start rethinking it. Who is the market that you are serving, okay? Or what is the market that you're serving? What do they want? What do they need? Uh, and one little one little side note here you really need to understand what it is that your market wants, not necessarily that your garlic press is made of the best material, you know, out there, right? It's not always about that. And most of the time it's not, it's about what is the result that they're going to get from using your product. If you understand that you can put that in all of your messaging, you can also learn when you, uh, when you talk to people, uh, through email, you can also learn what they like, what they don't like. You can start to get their language down as far as things that they talk about, and then this way here, you can put that into your, whether it's your ad copy, or whether it's in your emails, your subject lines, it really does help, so are you selling a widget, or are you building a brand that serves a market? I'm going to leave you with that question, because I think it's really, really important, and Jim, I want to thank you for this question, I really enjoyed our time together, hanging out, and you sharing your story with me, and I'm glad that you sent in that voicemail, because I think a lot of people feel this, but they don't admit it, and uh, if you're listening to this, if you've seen in that subject line the red flag of death, and you're like, oh, what's that mean, or the risk for Amazon sellers is real, and you're like, oh, boy, what is this, that means you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, then you need to uh, you know, take measures to go out there and really build assets so you can really have a better chance of this not happening, or at least it not hurting as much if it does happen. All right, but again, play by the rules. That's like number one. That's the rule, number one, play by the rules. All right, guys, so this is episode 710. I will link everything up in the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 710. And then the other thing is, a little reminder here, we are getting very close to Brand Accelerator Live. If there's any tickets available, I would love for you to come. If you are interested, I would encourage you to head over to brandacceleratorlive.com. You'll get all the details over there. If there's still tickets available, well, you'll be able to grab it ticket. And I would love to see you in Fort Worth, Texas this September so we can help each other build and grow our brands and our businesses. So I'd love to see you there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing event with amazing people. Oh, I can keep going on. But anyway, let's uh, wrap this up. All right, guys. So as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you.